it's about that time. For the inside trim. You know that nasty trim. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? Oh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are definitely back. Episode number 46 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm Brandon Olinger, and alongside me is my partner, my co-host, the funny man, Ben Watson. I'm going to pull your shoe off. Oh. I'm gonna pull that shoe off if you don't got a tie good enough, Brandon. We're gonna have shoe gate going on up shoe here in, gate. The, in the podcast room. We got shoe gate. We got shoe gate. What's up, man? Oh, baby, I am. Uh... Well, we're back from Iron Man. We are. Uh, what I'm tired. A, what? A, yeah, we're a little tired, but you know what? We're gonna bring the energy. We got. We're gonna, we got these guys. We got these guys' ear holes for about an hour, and we're just going to pleasure their ear holes for about an hour. Um. So, uh, shoe gate was cool. Iron Man was awesome. We woke up. No, we came out of the gym Saturday night to it snowing. Why is there always snow on the ground in Cleveland? Because it's wintertime. Somebody somebody please tell me that. It's wintertime and it's Cleveland. So, you know, we live in Dayton, which is about three, 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 three and a half south of of Cleveland. And we get snow, but, you know, although we got some here. Although it's typically not as bad as Cleveland. Every time I leave Cleveland for a wrestling tournament... There's no snow on the ground when I walk in the damn tournament, and there's always snow on the ground when I walk out. And it's so cold. It was bitter cold. It's freezing. <laughs> I think I'm just getting old. I think <laughs> I, I, I honestly think I'm just getting old, and I can't take it anymore. Getting a little curmudgeonly. But you know what was, you know what was high? You know what was fire? Yeah. Iron Man, baby. Oh, it was awesome. Dude, that was, that's our second year going, and I tell you what, that was just... I mean, so, you know, we, you and I, we, we watch high school wrestling occasionally... Um, but you know we're not the biggest. We don't follow high school that big. But we do like to go to the Iron Man. And I tell you what, if you have to choose one high school wrestling tournament in season to go to, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a phenomenal tournament. Last year was the first year getting to go, um, and I'm not. It's it's kind of odd that I've lived in Ohio as long as I have, and I've never been to the Iron Man until last year. Um, but I guess that's just how it goes when you're when you coach wrestling in high school. Um, and you just don't, you don't have any kids that get invited to go, so right. you're busy coaching someplace else. Um, <laughs> the Iron Man of the South, yeah, the Firebird Classic. I don't even okay, um, but yeah, it's a great tournament. I had a blast. Um, it's always interesting to see, you know, the the future, the future NCAA wrestlers. You know, right. because we're big college wrestling fans, so it's very cool to go there and actually watch. You know, these kids that are going to be the next college All-Americans, you know, national champions, you know, world team members, Olympic team members, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we hear their names, right? You know, you hear those names when people are getting recruited. You, you hear, oh, Michael Beard's going to Penn State. He's this, this, and this. Or, you know, uh, Jordan Decatur's going to Ohio State. He's this, this, and this. But, you know, and, and I, you know, maybe we'll search them out on Flow to check a match out or two. But we don't really see them up close and personal. That's what the Iron Man gets you is the ability to actually um, – watch these matches live, watch these kids wrestle live, and really be like... Because you can tell some of these kids that wrestled the Iron Man, they're ready right now to All-American. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair statement. All right, well, I didn't realize we were going to jump right into this, but since we have, let's just pause real quick to uh, cover the the housekeeping uh, okay. items that we always got to cover. So this is the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, as you already know. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip one You can even catch us at our Facebook page, The Inside Trip. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, please do so to the Inside Trip one at gmail.com. Hey, how's, our, uh, how's it working for us to get our, uh, the Twitter handle for the Inside Trip instead of the Inside Trip one That's, I don't think we've gotten a response yet. <laughs> the person who has the Inside Trip... Uh, Twitter an handle Australian Australian travel agency who has zero followers and zero tweets and it was formed in 2009 and has never been used and they freaking and we can't get it so we had the bright idea after a couple beers last night we're getting this thing so we tweeted at it no response <laughs> surprise I'm waiting I'm waiting she's in Australia there's a time difference so until then it's the inside trip one <laughs> uh, hey speaking of the Iron Man yeah man you 
Spending two days in a high school gym, you know what it reminds It's so exhausting. You remember coaching wrestling? Oh, my and God. And how you felt after coaching for two days in a I, high school gym? I felt gym? like I would just wrestle. It was horrible. That's how I feel. That's how I felt this weekend. Yeah. I, by, the end of, by the end of each day, I would leave there. My back was killing me. My feet were killing me. My butt from those freaking stands. Oh, oh it was hot. It was so stinky. It was so hot. You know, that's the other thing. Like, you, you know, holding on to one high school wrestling tournament a year now, there's two things that I'm always reminded of when I go back to, when I go to the Ironman. One, no matter where you're at at a high school tournament, it constantly smells like fart. Oh, just always. constantly. It's just a constant No fart. matter where you are, whether you're, you know, at the top of the bleachers in the stands <laughs> or in the middle of the mat refing a match. I mean, it just smells like fart. And the other thing. Because I don't think there's a bathroom any worse in all of America than there is at the end of a two-day wrestling tournament in a high school gym. By the time we left, that bathroom looked like a scene from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. (laughs) The the urinals get clogged because people throw their freaking dip in them. Oh, that one that was overflowing. I mean, what are you doing? Like, dude, you can't pay a dude enough to clean that shit up after a high school tournament. And you know, after everybody's cutting weight, they eat, then all of a sudden it's just splat, split, (laughs) it's just, it's a damn mess. It really was. It's a mess. I made sure to take care of all my business prior to going to the gym because, like, oh, <laughs> I ain't messing with that stuff, dude. And it really hit me, like, on the way home when we stopped at a rest stop to take a pee, and I was like, this bathroom is better than this. This is clean. <laughs> this one's cleaner than yeah. the way that bathroom was when we left the tournament. It's so funny. It always smells like fart. Oh, everywhere. It's just every, just so much gas and poop and piss. What is going on with this? Well, so many people. There's a lot of people there. All joking aside, though, the Ironman is such a well-ran tournament for as many schools and wrestlers that are there. And even considering, I mean, if people have never been to the Ironman, I don't think, think they really understand the the close, intimate, f- casual fan experience that it is. I mean, you're, you're so crammed in there. Everyone's on top of everyone. I mean, you, you could turn around and, and bump into a parent. You could turn around and bump into John Smith. I mean, right. it's, it's just the way it is. It's, it, but it's such a cool, it's such a neat experience and such a great ran tournament. Um, and you can sit like right by the mats and stuff. I absolutely. Mean, I mean, by by the time the finals roll around, the bleachers are at capacity and the crowd is overflowing onto the floor to where there's you know two to three rows worth of fans sitting on the floor around the mats. It's it, it's really it, it is really a cool thing. I mean, when you think about it, it it's cool. Uh, but I'm a comfort guy, so can, can we put that in a gymnasium or can we put that in a an arena somewhere? <laughs> you might gonna you're gonna have to stay at home and watch that stuff on your flow account. <laughs> oh, there ain't no comfort anywhere in a God, gym. I could have sat on my comfy couch, watched that on flow. So. All right, so great tournament, obviously. Yeah. Lots of uh, amazing athletes, you know, some of the best in the country, obviously. If you were going to sum it up in one word, what would you sum it up in? So the doesn't count, right? Is a word? Like, so I can say the something? Ben, that's the great thing about this country. You can ultimately do whatever you want, but it, the is a word. Future. Ooh, Future. Because we're seeing, like you said, we're seeing the people that are going to be the dominant forces. The Zane Rutherfords, the Logan Stevers of now wrestling in these tournaments. They both wrestled at that tournament. That's right. That's what I'm saying. They were both Iron Man champions. That's right. Just saying. Okay, so uh, if you we're going to sum it up in one word, and you can use the word the that doesn't count. That's fine. I give you a little more leeway. Oh, okay. How would you sum it up? That's smelly. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. I really don't know. How, I, I don't know which word I would choose. The entire time I'm there, and I, it's not one word, but I, I just kept, every time I would stop and think about it, I would just be like, this is, it's madness. It's organized chaos, but at the same time, it's freaking Beautiful man. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. People are going down right and left. Just it's madness. From the and I mean, in the lighter weights, yes. From the very first round, you know, there's some amazing matches, obviously. But by the time the quarterfinals kick off, I mean, you've got two nationally ranked guys battling out in the quarterfinals you do. just for a chance to get to the semis. To the semis. Yeah, yeah I mean, your guess is as good as mine when you get to the quarterfinals. I mean, about who's going to win those matches. 
and it's great. I mean, it it is so cool. It really is. And I just, you know, I keep going back to that. No matter where you are, I mean, you can turn around and strike up a conversation with a college coach anywhere. Oh you yeah, know? easily. I don't know. It's just it's it's pretty cool. Um, it was really cool, man. So aside from all that, the wrestling was phenomenal. Um, you know, I've got some of my favorite performances. I'm sure you've got some of yours. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, man. Start us off. Where do you want to go with this? I don't know. Do you want to run it down way by weight or? Yeah, I mean, we can we can do that if you want. Um, one of the things I found interesting was the fact that, so there's 14 weight classes, which means 14 number one seeds. But of the number one seeds, only eight of them actually made the finals. And we didn't even have our first one wow. seed champion until 132 pounds. So Wait. 106, 113, 120, no, no one seed was a champion, obviously. The only one seed out of those first three weight classes to make the finals was at 120, and that was Joey Melendez. You said there's only eight one seeds made the finals? Correct. If if my stats are right, I mean, if they're wrong, that's crazy. correct me, but yeah. But that's crazy how tough, that shows how tough this tournament is. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's insane. I mean, typically a one seed, you know, you're going to get a baby 10 to 11 are going to make the finals, you know? Right. Wow. So the only one seeds to win the tournament was at 132 pounds, which was Joey Silva. We'll get to that match here in a bit. I mean, <laughs> that was insane. Worth the price of admission, of admission, admission alone on that That's one. Right. Um, 152, which was David Carr, who I thought had probably one of the best tournaments of anyone there. Um, 195 pounds, which was Michael Beard from Malvern Prep. And then at 220 pounds, um, which was Braxton Amos. Out of uh, I think it's Parkersburg South Parkersburg in West, South. West Virginia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just speaks to you know how tough that tournament actually is. At 106, our one seed didn't even make it. I think the one seed was Isaac Salas out of St. John's Bosco, and he actually lost in the quarters to Jacob Moon from Oregon Clay. That was and, a I mean, crazy match. Moon dominated him. He beat him 13 to three, 13 to one, 13 to one. He dominated him. You and I were, just, or I was just sitting there. Were you sitting next to me at that time? I don't know. If you were sitting there, um, but I was just sitting there, like looking over, like what is going on. He just kept on taking them down, taking them down, and turning them. Now that gets tough. Oh, it was, it was really tough, and I think he ended up. What, what he ended up taking fifth or sixth in the tournament. Um, yeah. Now Jacob Decatur, the little Decatur brother, was the two seed, and he was the you know obviously the eventual champion here in this weight class. And by most publications, he's actually the top ranked one hundred six pounder in the country. So you know, there's an argument to be made that says you know the right person, the best person in that weight class, did win it, um, and I. I thought Jacob looked pretty good. I know you you were pretty he high on him. Great. So Salas, I saw was the. Um, I think he's ranked at thirteen, and, and it, a couple publications, which okay. is kind of confusing. But they dropped him down to six, obviously, or at one hundred six. Um, I thought Jacob Decatur looked really good. So he beat. Um, I think it was uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The seven seed Brian Miller from Blair Academy, five to three, and uh, Miller was actually the four seed. Oh, the four seed. Right. Oh, then this must be. Oh, these are rankings. Okay. I think he might be ranked seventh overall in the country. I'm looking on Intermat right now. Okay. But, and there's a seven next to him. Um, he Now, the match was close, but all three of uh, Miller's points were escapes. Decatur hit two really nice uh, blast doubles to ice it. He looks really good on his feet. Um, kid can move. Now, he's a junior. He's twin brothers with um, um, Jordan Decatur. Both of them committed to Ohio State. Uh, you know, you get a little skeptical about a guy. Wait a minute. I thought he was a sophomore. I th- they're not twins. Yeah, they are. They're twins? Uh-huh. Are you sure about that? That's that's what everybody was saying all weekend. Really? I did not realize that because Jacob, the little one, is considerably smaller than Jordan. They look exactly the same, though. And they wrestle I mean, they got the some resemblances, but... <laughs> no, they look like twins. They're not identical. But Jacob, he's you know, he's committed to Ohio State and... Um, His brother is, too. Yeah, they're both, too. But Jacob is a six pounder, is a junior. Now, here's what I shouldn't say: I was a six, I was a three pounder as a junior, and I and I grew to the point where I was having trouble making twenty five in college. So maybe he will too, but we'll see. What are you, what are you saying? You don't right now. You don't see him being the future one twenty five pounder for Ohio State. Well, I just don't know if he's going to get big enough. But you know, we never know. I, I mean, it's it's a valid assessment. I say what he looked great though. He did look good, but regardless of how good he actually looked, I mean, the fact remains. He also looks really undersized, and you know, I got to say at this point, I'm not saying he can't be a great 125 pounder for Ohio State, but he's gonna have to get bigger. Um, and while we're talking about it, let's talk about his brother for a second. Yeah, all right. You know, Jordan um, was at 126 pounds, right? And obviously made the finals as the one seed. He didn't make the finals. No, 
he lost in the semis to Crace from St. Paris Grand. You're right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Crace had them crazy splits. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's tough to take down because Jordan got in on him a couple times. You know what he reminded me of? What? Nico Megalutis. Oh, yeah. The Megalutis wizard, baby. What, when was that? That was the. Uh... Oh, that, that was his freshman year. Was that his freshman yeah, year? Yeah, when he, he made the finals like out of nowhere, beating Sanders and stuff. That's and, right. And then he mega Lutus wizard in the finals against McDonough, but McDonough was a little little too savvy for That's him. right. But you're right, Craig. So Decatur, this is the second year in a row that he doesn't win this tournament. And he goes in as a you know, a top dog. I don't know if he was the one seed last year, but he was you know, a, a top dog in the country, he doesn't win the tournament. Um You know, I thought he looked good in some matches. It for his it, it, you might disagree with me here. Because for his high levels he is on his attacks and his wrestling, I'm not sure he's as offensive enough as I'd like to see. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, he he does a lot of movement in his stance, and he's got a lot of fakes, but I don't see him taking as many shots as I'd like to see. But Because, you know, I think that you alluded to it previously when we talked about this at the tournament. Um, when he does shoot, he seems to get in on guys' legs. But... You know, a lot of fakes, a lot of fakes. Pull the trigger. You know, you, you got the skills, you got the ability. He's definitely athletic. He's real strong. His technique is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the reason why Crace beat him, and now I think Crace beat him for a couple reasons, but I think the, the, the ultimate reason why Crace beat him is because he just wasn't able to finish, finish his shots, right? Crace just has, some of those people just have that athletic Ability to do the splits And those are hard to finish on those type of people And Grace yeah. is really good too He's a state champion And this was about as an exciting of a match that you can have That's 2-1 to one. I mean this went to the ultimate tiebreakers Yeah and he almost reversed um, Decatur almost reversed Grace In the ultimate tiebreakers Didn't end up getting it done um, I mean, it was a close. It was, yeah. yeah, it was a great match. But I, I agree with you You know, it's funny you know, Oh, and then he cut him, remember? Didn't he cut Grace? To try to take him down? Yeah, I think he did Yeah, because he yeah, didn't I get the reversal did. So right. he cut him, yeah um, I think Grace... Crace wrote him out, didn't he? Yeah, Crace wrote him out. He almost got so Crace wrote him out. Decatur almost got a reversal at the end. It was waved, not waved off, but it was like all right, a no call. And then so Decatur goes, well, you know, Crace is probably going to get out on me, so he cuts him and then almost takes him down again a couple times in that thirty second ride out. You know, because you can cut someone there, and then he just doesn't get it done. Yeah, obviously, ultimately, Crace did what he had to do to to win the match, get to the finals. Um, I think it was a little surprising to to some people there in the audience. Um, in fact, in this weight class, you had, you had, you know, the one and two seeds were two of the most respected wrestlers in the country in Jordan Decatur and, uh, Bo Bartlett from Wyoming seminary right. and neither one made the finals. And you, instead you had the three and four seeds, Jordan Crace and Malik Johnson make the finals. Johnson obviously ultimately won that bracket five to four over Crace, but Decatur and Bartlett met up for third and fourth. Third and fourth, which people thought were going to be the finals match. And that was an amazing match. I was actually standing right by that mat when it was going on. Um, man, Bo Bartlett. Bo Bartlett is a stud. He is a stud. And that match went, I think that match might have gone to like the ultimate tiebreakers. It was tie ultimate tiebreakers. Yeah, the ultimate tiebreakers. And when the match was done, um, Decatur looked like he had had enough. Yeah, and Bartlett looked like he could probably go another ten minutes. Really, he did. Had that tank, huh? Oh man! At every restart in the ultimate tiebreakers, he's going back. He's running back to the center of the map, bouncing around like, "Let's go, let's get this thing going." You know, almost like you know. I know it's pretty cliche, but almost like he knew he was going to win that match. Yeah. So we talked about Little Decatur. Let's talk about Jordan for a second. At the next level, is he the future one twenty five for Ohio State? Yeah, I think I think. Do you for, think he is a one twenty five pounder? Well, he wrestled one twenty six. He's a junior, and he wrestled one twenty six um, this week. Uh, you know, if you if you look at his brother, you know, I don't know what his dad looks like, but right now he's definitely a one twenty five pounder, and he's probably not a huge one. He's probably a, an okay sized one. Um, so if, if as long as he doesn't, we'll see, I guess we're gonna have to see where he's at next year. But we're gonna need a twenty five pounder. You know, Ohio State's going to need a 25-pounder. I don't know. You know, I know they got Heinzelman coming in who ended up, I think, taking third in this tournament. Um, uh, you know, and he's, he's, he's really at 113, wrestling up at 120. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that because this was the first time – well, I take that back. The second time. I got to see Heinzelman at the World, the, the world Team Trials this past summer. Um, so this was the second time I got to see him, and he was wrestling 120 pounds. 
and he does look pretty small. He he looked like he could be a thirteen. He's a thirteen pounder. pounder. Yeah. I mean, I think we've I think I've even read that that he you know he's 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 wrestling one twenty because he doesn't want to have to cut because he's trying to you know gain weight. Um, I think it'd be nice if Decatur was at least the answer for a year or two at, at twenty five for Ohio State. I'm wondering if Decatur is actually struggling with the weight cut because I did see him a couple times this weekend get cramps or at least call okay. you know call for injury time because sure. of cramps in his legs. So maybe he's not. Which leads me to believe that he might be struggling with the weight cut, you know, being a little de- dehydrated. Well, the, well, they haven't pro- pro- projected, you know, as a 33-pounder. Then that would make sense. So. Um, but how about that next weight, though, if that's where uh, you want to go? Let's because, go, 132. We going Shoegate? Yeah, I mean, we got to go Shoegate, but, I mean, the weight in general just crazy. It was crazy. I mean, your, your top four seeds alone were phenomenal between uh, Joey Silva – um, the one seed, you had the two seed, Rayal Woods. So Silva was an Ironman runner-up last year to Spencer Lee. I mm-hmm. believe Rayal Woods was actually an Ironman champ last year. Um, and then your three seed was Ryan Anderson from Becca, uh, Bethlehem Catholic. Um, and then the four seed was Jesse Vasquez. All four of those guys, at any given tournament time in Ironman, could w- could win an right. Ironman championship. They're national-level guys. These are These are household names on the national level. Completely agree. Um, I was, and then you got Carson Mainville in there, too, who's a freshman uh, stud. That quarterfinal match between Jesse Vasquez and Carson Manville was awesome. Yeah, was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, that was that was a one to watch, man. Eight to six, too. They put some points on the board. Yeah, I mean, it was a great match. Um, it from my point of view, what I was watching, I mean, Vasquez was the better wrestler in my opinion. In fact, I think he was pretty close to another takedown that. That wasn't awarded, so it could have been a little bit. The score could have been a little bit wider than that. But I, I thought Vasquez was the better wrestler. I think that kid's got. I mean, he's going to be really, really good. And hey, well, Manville did beat him for fifth and sixth by injury default. With zero zero, <laughs> with zero seconds. So count it. Great stat there, man. That was one to one. Great stat. One to one in terms of that. Uh, he's won the last match. Yeah. Um, but the finals no, match from man. Santiago Vasquez. I mean, yeah, the guy. Oh my goodness! Like. That whole weight, dudes, just—they were just going. That quarterfinal, I couldn't even be able to. You couldn't watch because you're trying to. You know, that's the problem with tournaments is that you you want to watch all this stuff and you look over and you, you you end up seeing all the boring shit and you miss all the great shit because the reason you look back over because everybody's going ooh and on and you know the guys already taken down. You're like, well, what did I miss? Well, uh, the, the one great shit, I guess, that we didn't miss was in the finals between uh, Silva and Real Woods. It was a great match <laughs> as it is, but, I mean, um, all hell broke out. All hell broke out. I was scared for everybody's life. That's the first time I think I've ever seen something happen in a match. The kids yell at each other. The coaches run out of the mat and start yelling at each other in each other's face. Nose like to nose. To, nose to nose, pointing fingers in the face. I mean, I'm talking... I mean, people, you've seen this on uh, the internet, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, nose to nose, barking. Oh, yeah. Barking. This ain't, this ain't a, they, they weren't a stranger pleasantries, but The police run out. <laughs> uh, well, oddly enough, after Clay Guido went, ran out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Clay Guido, so uh, obviously um, Real Woods is from uh, Montini Catholic, and Clay Guido, a former uh, UFC fighter, um, <laughs> is, uh, is a coach there. And so all, everybody's barking at each other. And Clay Guido's like, what's going on? He runs out there and everybody's like, oh, we good. Why is it that? We're totally good. So why is it in the in the highlight clip that Flo put out on the internet, do, do I see you in the stands standing up with your bl- bright blue Team Casper shirt on, yeah. giving two thumbs up while this is going on? Because I was pumped. <laughs> I was just like, God. Well, I knew I don't ever, I don't ever want to fight. But what I was doing, I was just pumped because it was fun, right? Like it, it was a little drama. Like, and the reason why I was giving the thumbs up, I really think now, is because Silva was like waving it on, like waving on the crowd. You know, like let's oh, so go. Silva got you into it. Well, like everybody was getting all excited about the match. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't like giving a thought. I, I didn't want to see Clay, Clay Guida tap somebody out. I mean, not, I don't know. Maybe I did, but I did give the thumbs up. I was excited. I, I would never want to see like anybody get thrown out or fighting or anything like that. But so it, obviously, look, obviously fun. this started because um, yeah, yeah, back it up. It, it ended up being uh, you know earlier in the match, Rayal Wood's shoe comes off. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's 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 a warning, Techn- technical violation, right? Technical violation. Yeah, it's one point. Silva. So did he get, he got a point the first time too? Yeah. Okay. So then they're in a scramble situation later in the match. Silva has Woods one foot in his arm. So Real stands up and right. Silva drops to a leg and Real's kicking out, right? 
Go ahead. Yeah, Keep Real's going. kicking out. And so upon further review, when I saw a video, or saw a still shot of it today, Real's shoe was like, before Silva was pulling on it, Real's shoe was like basically almost off anyways. Yeah. I, see, I'm so but then saying, Silva. People are, people are like, he took his shoe off. No, Silva purpose. grabbed it and threw it though. Look, he was just trying to pull the leg back. No, All right, Sil- and the shoe came off. Silva grabbed the shoe and threw it off. No. no, he grabbed the shoe and threw it off, but it was almost off anyway. No, he grabbed the shoe and it came off, and he's like, "Look, I don't need the shoe," and he and he chucked it because he wanted to hold onto the leg. Come on now, <laughs> come on. Well, we can all have a difference of opinion, but but so the, the shoe comes off for the second time. My my thing is this: Why was it not taped after the first time it came off? Why wasn't it not taped to begin with? Well, if you're know. if you're wrestling with shoes that loose, I mean, come on, dog. But you would think after the first violation, you would tape it, right? Absolutely. So shame on you for not doing that. Right. I, I agree. I agree. And then Silva pulls his shoe off, like just yanks it off. Like I think he, un- I saw him. So he was down. I saw him untying Rial's shoe as Rial was standing up. Shut <laughs> up. Full of shit. So, so anyways, he pulls it off. I mean, he does end up taking the shoe off. Now, the shoe was almost off. And Silva chucks it. And then they stop the match. And, you know, the refs kind of talk a little bit. And I'm thinking... Because from where I was at, it looked like Silva just yanked that thing off. And I'm like, dude, you got to hit Silva. Like, that's unsportsmanlike. And they go, you know, technical violation, one point Silva, and then... That sends the match to overtime, doesn't it? No. This, this all happened in overtime, I think. That, that, oh. that portion... Ha- not not the, the second one happened in overtime. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Then you just like... So the first person that came out was... Um, was uh, Izzy. Yeah, the Montini coach, yeah. Izzy Martinez. And then uh, the Lake Highland prep coach comes out. And, I mean, it was – and then then the police come out. And, and then, then Clay Guida's out there. And Clay Guida's out there. Then everybody – You got thinking, other coaches rushing the – like other schools' coaches Yeah, random coaches just trying to get in the mix to, you know, try to be a part of something. Yeah. Nomad running out there jumping up and down with the camera. Yeah, Nomad. Trying to videotape. Nomad's it. the one that got me with my thumbs up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but anyways, so that was nuts. Um. And, and Silva was pumped. He was like, let's go. Let's wrestle. Real, too. I mean, Real was ready to scrap. You know, I think what's lost in that is that these guys, you know, it went to TB1, and everybody was – these guys are two pretty solid guys. Um, you know, I thought Silva was going to win the match. I don't want to say handedly, but I, I, I favored Silva in that match. Yeah, I favored Silva as well because I like I like watching him wrestle, you know. But Real Woods is phenomenal in his own sure. right. Look, we're uh, – a former Ironman champ as well, or a previous he, Ironman champ. He's going champ. to Stanford, right? Yeah, Ironman I believe. I, I think Woods is going to Stanford. Silva's and, uh, Michigan. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but Silva had a tough one with Vasquez from Santiago, and the. I mean, I mean, there are, this, these were all tough. I mean, let's let's not get it twisted. You know, um, from the quarters on, this is one of the toughest weights. Um, God, they all. I mean, Woods got by Anderson from Becca, one zero. Um, these were just some battles, dude. So. Well, you think you think those guys are a little pissed at each other now? Still, nah, nah. I think you know, no, they're over it. I mean, look, even the coaches were as heated as 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 the coaches got there on the mat. I mean, they hugged it out, they shook hands and hugged it out later. There was all smiles, and I mean, it is what it is. You get caught up in the heat of the moment. It's the Ironman finals. You got national rankings on the line. You got you know elite level athletes battling it out. Emotions run high. Was it childish? Sure. Am I going to say I wouldn't have done the same? No. Right, right. No. Um, I, I don't know. It kind of is what it is. Anyway, I'm sure people are going to talk about that incident a lot over this next week and probably for weeks to come. Um, it, it was exciting in the moment, but ultimately, at the end of the day, everything was kosher. The match ended. You crowned your champion. Match. It was right. a great match. It was a, one of the best weight classes in the tournament, one of the toughest weight classes in the tournament. And, uh, you know, Joey Silver's your champion, man. Let's go to 138 real quick. Yeah. Um, I thought J.D. Stickley from Graham had probably one of the best tournaments of anyone out there. Sneaky best tournament, I think. To be truthfully honest. I think, so he's the seventh seed, and I and he ends up beating the um, uh, the one seed uh, in the finals, 11-7, to seven, and it wasn't even that close. Put him on his back a couple times. I think he had the sneaky best tournament. He he, he was my sneaky wrestler of the week. Yeah, I, I definitely think he should have been in the discussion for most outstanding wrestler of the tournament. Um, this weight class, in my opinion, was a little down. I think it was a little down compared to some others. But still, your number one seed was Jaden Abbas, who is a phenomenal wrestler. And Jaden Abbas you know, reached the finals by, you know, I think he had a, 
uh, almost two major decisions and two pens. I think he had a major decision, uh, another match that was almost a major decision, right. and then two pens to reach the finals. Uh, Stickley ends up beating him 11-7, to and Stickley had to run through some pretty tough kids to get there on the way. I mean, like you said, he took out the one seed from Blair Academy, uh, Malcolm Robinson. Two seed, yeah. Oh, the two seed, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, t- yeah, he took him out 5-2, to two and, I mean, another match that he just, he, you know, it, obviously it was close, but he controlling – Right, you know, he's uh, so he's got two brothers that wrestle, obviously. So it's a it's a you know a family affair with that in that um, um, in that family. But he he's funky and uh, he actually he looked like he was hurting a little bit in the finals, but he just sucked it up and he looked good. And you know, I, I, the reason why I want to mention him is because he I, I, sneaky my sneaky guy of the week is, is JD Stickley. Great win. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm. So- Speaking of most outstanding wrestler, let's just we'll jump to that. It ended yeah. up being Rocky Jordan. Okay? That's right. Okay. And oh yeah. Another, you know, his Graham teammate, and Rocky Jordan was the champion at, at a 170 pounds. And I thought Rocky Jordan had a really good tournament. Don't get me wrong. Um, three seed, right? He was the three seed. Um, I think he had the benefit of some questionable officiating, in my own opinion, to put it mildly. Any particular match you're thinking about? Well, there was two, for one. Um, okay. I think his match in the quarters against uh, Myron's son, Carson, uh, oh, how do you pronounce his last name? Karchilov? Yeah. Karchi- Karchilov? Karchilov. Yeah, we'll go we'll Karchilov. say Karchilov. Um, look, I think Karchilov got hosed in a couple of situations in that match. That's I'm just impressed my own, by that that's kid. My oh, I'm super impressed by that kid. Um, and then, obviously, in the finals against the Maslin Perry kid, who was the four seed, um, you know, the... The fall from neutral, uncontrolled fall. Ah, you know, I, here's the, the thing. slow mo video replay. I think that it was an uncontrolled fall, but it takes some stones for a ref to call it like that. Not to, not that's where I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, it takes some stones. You know, kudos to the ref for having the balls to throw it, or to call to call that. But um, I'm not sure it was an actual fall. In my own opinion, really. You, wait, and you know what? No, you even came running down to me after it happened and said, ah, "I don't know about that one." Well, yeah, but uh, remember, everything everything in real time is a little different. I watched the slow mo video. He had him there for two seconds. No, oh yeah, the slow mo video wasn't even two seconds long. He had him. No, I disagree with you. You bum. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Rocky Jordan was the most outstanding wrestler, and look, you know, great job to him. He had a phenomenal tournament. Um. It, but I think Stickley, in my opinion, if I was going to give it to a Graham guy, Stickley probably would have been my choice because I thought he had the better tournament. The better in tournament. my opinion. <laughs> you know who I give it to? I give it to whoever won 132 because <laughs> that bracket was freaking crazy. What about the guy that won 152? I mean, think about that in that bracket. In that bracket, you had, what, two world champs? You talking David Carr? Yeah. I mean, you had David Carr. You had... Will Luan, you had Anthony Artelona. Oh my goodness! I mean, that bracket is those those three guys alone. And David Carr beat Artelona eight to one. How about Artelona? How he beat Luan? He beat him seven to three, and I mean, it was it was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. Yeah. yeah, it was a beatdown. I thought David Carr also was another guy that probably had one of the best tournaments as well, um, and definitely could have been in a discussion for most outstanding wrestler. What do you think about David Carr at the next level? It's funny that you say that because. <clears throat> we got to see David Carr last year at the Ironman, and it was one of the first times that I had actually seen him in person for an extended period of time. And I guess by David Carr standards, he had a really bad tournament for his standards. Right. I mean, he was a runner-up, um, but he had to come from behind in the semifinals to beat Ramirez from Blair Academy when Ramirez had him dead to rights. And then in the finals, he lost to, uh, I think it was Quentin Hovis from, from Poe. Does that sound right? I think it's Poe. That Is does it sound. That yeah. sound. It was Hovis. I know that. Um, but he lost to him. And, you know, I, that probably, that loss, maybe that tournament woke something up in him because what I saw this weekend was completely different. He was dominant. He was controlling. He was very aggressive. I mean, it was just, it was like I was watching a college wrestler, to be truthfully honest. And if he wrestles like that, I think he's going to be great at the next level. So he, um, he, he here's his stats. He pinned his, in his first match, he pinned the guy. Then he tech-followed the guy. And then he beat Sanchez from St. Paris Graham, the nine seed, 11 to five. And then he beat Humphreys, um, who's the five seed, six to one. And then he beats uh, the three seed, eight to, eight to one. He didn't have a close match. No. 
He had a great tournament. And he's got some nice moves on top. He's great on his feet. I think he's going to trans. I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. It doesn't look like he's. It doesn't look like he's really hit the weights yet. But I tell you what, I think that um, I think he's going to transition really well into college. What do you mean bulk up though? I don't know if his style is one that's conducive to being just bulky. put on some muscle. I mean, he's he's string. He's not right a now. small fifty-two pounder though. He's he could wrestle sixty me, though. I don't know. He just, he just doesn't seem very very muscular. Ed Ruth was a string bean. <laughs> Ruth, by the end of his career, was not a string bean. I'll tell you that much right now. David Taylor was a string bean. Not by the end of his career. Yes, he was. No, get out yeah, of he here. Was a string bean. Get out of here. <laughs> you know who else? You know who really impressed me. Um, kind of one of, and I thought it was a cool story too. Was uh, the old Parkersburg South boy from West Virginia, Braxton Amos, up at one ninety five, or excuse me, two twenty. Dude, he's good. Yeah, Man, I didn't realize he was only a sophomore. sophomore. And, and he, he looked little. He looked little too at two twenty. Well, they said that he wrestles. He can wrestle one ninety five. And when I say look little, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean he just doesn't look like he a just full looked undersized compared yeah. to some of those other guys in his weight class. But he was good. Uh, he he was really good. Yeah, you know he had some close matches, but he he was one of those guys that you know really good rider on top. I didn't see him turn a lot of people, but he could he could ride for days, and um, he was able to manage. So he's shorter. He was able to manage these guys. I mean, the guy who wrestled, he wrestled in the finals looked a lot bigger than him. Oh, much bigger. Golden from uh, uh, Lake Island Prep. He So as a freshman, he hurt himself, I think, early on. Didn't even get to wrestle it, wrestle that year. But only as a sophomore, he goes out and wins the Ironman. Uh, you know, I think he's had a lot of success in Fargo. Um, and, he's, you know, he's from West Virginia, a non-traditional power, powerhouse state, which is why I really like, really like, you know, I'm really pumped about that. I like him. I think that he's. I think college coaches should be getting, should be, should be uh, knocking on the door with him. You know, as soon as they possibly can. I'm sure can. they will be. You know, it's funny you brought that up about how good he was on top. I saw. No, no. Let me let me take that back. I'm just going to be blunt about it. The officiating this weekend was subpar, in my opinion, um, and that's putting it mildly. Really. Um, and it was also inconsistent. Now. It, by inconsistent, I can understand the inconsistencies in the officiating because you have officials from different states there. I think you had officials, obviously, from Ohio. You've got officials from Pennsylvania, and I'm sure other places as well. But there is such a contrasting styles in officiating between Ohio and Pennsylvania. Oh, my which gosh. Which is also why I believe there's a contrasting styles in, Success in wrestling. Level. Well, in wrestling, just yeah. let me finish real quick, um, between Ohio and Pennsylvania. Officials from Pennsylvania allow their wrestlers to actually work on top, to actually ride, okay, actively ride. Where Ohio, it's like if you're riding and you're, you're out to the side and you're working one thing after the other, it's almost like they put the burden on you to turn the guy, and if you're not turning him, they're going to hit you for stalling. Well, that's the question. Wh- whose, job is, whose job is it? Is it the top man's job to keep you down or is it the bottom man's job to get out? Because if it's a top man's job to keep you down, and you're working and you're riding and you're you're moving from side to side, you should never be hit from stalling. Because the bottom man, or excuse me, because the bottom man, you know, he's supposed to be working to get out. You know, if 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 if, if the top man has to turn you to be actually be um, doing things appropriately from the top position, well, then you know a lot more people are going to be hit with stalling. But that's not necessarily that's not what it should be. No. If you're riding someone. You need to learn how to ride. It's folk style. It's not freestyle. You need to be able to learn how to ride. And, you know, I heard from a number of different people this weekend when I was sitting in the stands where they're just, they were, uh, you know, they're from different states. They were baffled at some of these stall calls that um, refs were making for guys on top when these guys are really working. And they're working to ride you, to keep you down. Hey, it's the bottom man's job to get out. It's hard to turn somebody. I mean, you just don't. You just don't get on top of somebody and roll him over and okay, look, look I did my job, ref. I'm turning him. You know, right. give me my swipes. Look you at have college. to work for it. You actually have to work for it. And so I heard the grumblings from the fans regarding the officiating. I saw it myself. So I started to just pay really close attention to wrestlers that would choose to go neutral consistently. And I saw more wrestlers from Ohio consistently oh, yeah. choose to go neutral than anywhere else. Okay, and, and, and specifically speaking, compared to like. Pennsylvania, and obviously you had Blair Academy there with their full team, but even the other schools that were there, Ohio wrestlers choose to go neutral more often than not, and it goes to show you, to, to me, it's it's indicative of the officiating, which is indicative of how we train and coach our kids, which is also indicative of future success 
on the mat, in my opinion. If I'm a college coach and I'm, re- and I'm out there recruiting kids and I'm recruiting a kid who, let's say he's a multiple-time state champion, he's been a Fargo All-American, all that stuff, he's great, but he's constantly going neutral, he can't wrestle on the mat, I don't know if I'm giving him preference or an, over another kid that may have less credentials but can get on top of somebody and ride effectively and get turns and isn't afraid to be there. I mean, you've got to be able to get out. Look, you don't have to be able to turn somebody on top. You've got to be, be good at two out of three positions, right? You don't have to be good at all three positions. Um, but if you're good on your feet and you can get out, you're going to win a lot of matches, even if you can't quite turn somebody. But you've got to be able to get out. You're right, Ohio, more than anything, we focus, we focus on wrestling on our feet. And it, it was clear, it was clear from a number of different people that Ohio refs don't let wrestlers ride. Just watch college. If a guy is pounding this guy on top, even if he is laying parallel to him, and the bottom guy's on his belly, the bottom guy's getting hit for stalling. Like, hey, dude, you got to get up. You got to try to get out. So, um, I'm right there with you, man. I think that I think that Ohio has a long way to go to to uh, to be able to catch up with some of these other states to allow us to to learn how to ride on top. I agree. I don't. Know, is it close to Festivus? Are we getting close to that time? Because that was my airing of grievances. <laughs> Not quite yet. Maybe next podcast. We'll, next podcast we'll do our Festivus pod. You know who else looked really good? Who is that? Was the 182-pound champ, A.J. Ferrari from Allen, Texas. And he's only a sophomore. I think, I say, I think he's, he's young, a, too. He's only a sophomore. He's I a mean, big boy. He's put together. I mean, he, he looks like a college wrestler right now as a sophomore, the way he's put together. Yeah. And, but he was, he was really good. Uh, moved super well on his feet for a big guy. Um, very offensive. Obviously, as aggressive as you can get, strong as an ox. I mean, I was really impressed with him. He had some great wins. His win in the semis against Lawson from Olentangy Liberty was a really solid win. I mean, Lawson's definitely a nationally known guy. And then, you know, he goes out and he beats the one seed, Tarantino from Blair, 5-3. Uh, to three. Tarantino wasn't the one seed. Tarantino. Oh, he wasn't. I'm no, sorry. A four Tar- seed. Four he seed. was the four seed. Tarantino yeah. actually beat the one seed That's from right. Prep, who's like the number two ranked guy in the country yeah. in that class. That was in, in, in overtime. He beat him in overtime. Yeah, that yeah, was a crazy yeah. match. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that was a crazy match. That's a, 182 was sneaky good weight. It was. There were some good guys there. It was, but I, was, I like Ferrari, I, yeah. I, I was really impressed with him. If I'm a college coach, as soon as I can, I'd be all over that kid. Is that where Bo Nichols from? Yeah, Allen, Texas. Man, all right, right, all right. Um, you know another thing? And it just hit me when you were talking about this. I don't know if I've ever seen so many one to nothing, one to one, two oh to one, gosh. three to two matches at a high school event ever. Even compared to last year's Iron Man, I don't remember. Just from my, you know, thinking back, I don't remember thinking. Wow, there's a lot of one point close matches. So many overtime matches, tons, that, and, and and a lot of the overtime matches were they were one to one or two, you know, two to two, going to ultimate tiebreaker. Uh, you know, I think especially with these really really tough kids, right? There's a lot of pressure on these kids. They've got a, they've got you know they've got a lot at stake in terms of national rankings, in terms of recruiting. You know they're maybe too worried to pull the trigger. That's one piece. I think the other piece is just we're just looking at kids that are just so damn good, both of them. That dude, they just can't score on each other. You know, there's some of them that are just like <laughs> these kids are just so damn good. No, I. Yeah, I agree. I'm with, not saying I, that's all of them. No, I agree with both things that you said there. Um, there was a lot of times where I saw kids who it was obvious they were afraid to to pull the trigger or to take chances, right. um, and that's unfortunate um, because I think there's nothing wrong with taking chances. I don't, you know, even if there are college coaches there and everything, just take some chances, man. Get out there and wrestle. You're gonna you're gonna have plenty of opportunities to uh, to wrestle high level competition and high level kids and you know these prestigious tournaments. You're going to get yours. Your resume will win yeah, out. Your resume will be great. Um, and your wrestling speaks for itself. So take some chances. And then there were a lot of times where I saw kids, you know, who were very aggressive. You know, Decatur, like we mentioned earlier, was one of them where he would get in on people's legs constantly. You know, and it's a battle. It's hard. It's hard right. to finish shots. That's just, that's just half the battle getting in. I completely agree. So I, so I got one other guy I want to talk about. And we haven't talked about this weight, but just one other guy that I really thought was impressive um, um, was uh, – Brock Hardy from Box Elder. Oh, I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, he looked real good he, this week. His closest match, I think, was uh, was three to two against Dover, a real sneaky good kid from Eds. Um, and then he goes out in the finals and he sticks Coleman from uh, uh, Mount Carmel, and he just he was he was put it to him before that, I think. 
I mean, it wasn't close. Yeah, th- I was really impressed with Hardy's wrestling this weekend. He's just—he's um, great at just. The only kid on their team that came, only kid from Boxer that came. Um, but you know, he's obviously a very, very credentialed kid. He was the two seed. I believe he's a Fargo champ. He's been a multiple time state champ. Yeah, this ain't a nobody, right? Um, that weight class was, well, it was one hundred and forty five pounds for one. But that weight class was was odd because your one seed, Mitch Moore, one of the top ranked guys in the country, yeah. actually got stuck in the semi. I'm sorry, in the quarterfinals by a young kid from Lake Highland Prep. Yeah. Now. It was, a, it was fall. a defensive fall. Um, you know, it, it's sad. I don't want to – I like Mitch Moore. He's probably one of my favorite kids to watch wrestle because he's just – he's mean. He's strong. I'm scared of him. When he when he cow catches kids, dude, it's it's brutal. Oh. Um, but Mitch, unfortunately, didn't have his best tournament this weekend. What did he take? He no, took I seventh. Took eighth. Did he take eighth? He took eighth. I think he defensive falled himself twice. Shut up. I swear to you. Let me, let me verify. No. No, he got a uh... – he lost the Kenny Monday, or not Kenny. He didn't lose the Kenny Monday. He lost the Kenny Monday son. Um, Quincy. And, yeah, Quincy in a uh, uh, sudden victory. So, you know. <laughs> he didn't lose the Kennedy Monday, sir, or Kenny Monday, sorry. Almost from the get-go, really, because, you know, more, you know, in his first match wrestled, you know, at the tournament, he, he won by fall, um, which he does quite often. But in the the match after that, he actually won 2-1 to one in the tiebreakers. And um, kind of by the – by by the threat of his teeth, you know, in that match. And then after that, that's when he went out against, uh, I think it was Kai Bell from Lake Highland yeah. Prep. And it was a close match as well. Well, I think it was. I think he was riding him to try to not let him out to, to lose. Exactly. And, of course, obviously gets defensive fault there. Um, unfortunately for Mitch, he didn't have his best tournament. But there was another guy in that weight class, too, who finalist potential all day long in fact he's been a two-time finalist if i'm not mistaken and that's cole matthews from reynoldsburg he was a three seed you may remember matthews oh he's the guy that wrestled year. gillian last year yeah he's the one that wrestled yeah. Gillian last year um and they had those crazy scrambles in the finals what did he end up taking man that's a good question i don't know what he took from reynolds huh yeah i'm not sure he plays buddy anyway um he you didn't know, reynolds that's- that just shows you how crazy the freaking tournament is. He you don't place, did he? No, you know. Insane. Regarding Mitch, you know, and I'm just, you know, you just read stuff. I'm not sure he's a 45 pounder. He wrestled 32 last year. He's short. Nah, I'm not buying. He's that. jacked. No, he looked well put together. What they're saying is that he may be up a weight to help the team. Maybe he is, but I mean, just because he's not coming down from 60 doesn't mean he didn't look like a legit 45 pounder, in my opinion. He he was big. He definitely no. I, yeah, he definitely hits the weights. I'm just. What I'm just saying is I don't know if, if this is the weight that he's going to be going at at the end of the year. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm bullshitting. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong on you know what I read. Obviously, it's freaking message board fodder. Or maybe it was somebody that texted me. But um, it wasn't his best tournament. But trust me, the dude's got a great resume. He was an Ironman finalist last year. Uh, I, I think that I think that he'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, he's, he'll be at Virginia Tech next year with his brother. Um, That's right. He's going to cap off his career this year with most likely his fourth state title yep. in Ohio. Um, yeah, Mitch is definitely going to be good. Comes from a, comes from a cool family. I really love his mom. She's like all about like uh, wrestling. She just knows everything about it. Yeah, and there's another. There's a little more that's coming up next. Who is supposedly better than all of them? Oh Jesus! Um, but, you know, I'm glad you brought Hardy up. I was really impressed with uh, with Brock Hardy this weekend. I thought he was another guy that I thought could have been a potential candidate for most outstanding wrestler award. To be truthfully honest, as well. Agreed. I, I think that I, that's probably who I'd give it to. You know, um, one last thing I want to talk about, about from Iron Man is just uh, the last thing. I, I don't know if you wanted to continue to talk about a, a bunch of other stuff, but just kidding with you, Neville's. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I. There was we, one everybody match. was waiting for Colton Schultz versus um, which what's Neville's first name? There's so many of them. Um, Seth? It, is it Seth? No, Seth wrestles. I don't know. Shoot, it's one of the Neville's brothers. I and I apologize. I don't know the name. Apology accepted, Ben. It's Seth. I promise. Seth Nevels. Seth Nevels. <laughs> there you go. But you're right. No, I'm glad you brought this up because you had what was supposed to be, what, the number two and three ranked heavyweights in the country in this tournament. Top dogs. Minus Gable Stevenson. Right. So, so obviously, right. So the number two and three ranked heavyweights in the country in this tournament. Seth Nevels hasn't lost a match in high school. Right. And he last year he went thirty seven and zero with thirty seven pins in the state of California to become a California, you know, the, the, his third California state championship. He's heading out to Penn State. With his brother, mm-hmm. one of his brothers, um, I was really excited, and I don't get excited about heavyweight matches. I'm sorry, heavyweights, but I just don't get excited about them. Um, I love them. I know you do. Um, 
you wrestled a lot like one. I get it. It's cool, kid. It's okay. <laughs> um, no, but um, I was really excited for that potential match between Schultz and Neville's. Uh, unfortunately, um, it didn't happen. And you said you did some reading. You know, old, I guess Neville's got scratched from the tournament because of a skin issue, right? Skin. All right, go ahead. What, what, where did you find this? Info- where, where, where did you read this at? Uh, I'm not sure I read it or I heard it at the tournament. Okay. I think I might have heard it at the tournament. That was, that was Seth Neville's had um, you know, a, a skin funk that I don't think was like super – it was like ringworm or something, right? You know, like something that – okay. And then he'd been treating it, but that uh, it was overruled by um, – Didn't you say – I thought you said that – he had a doctor's note. Yeah, do- yeah, he had a doctor. He had everything in line, and it was overruled by the ref. It was either ref or a trainer. Do the refs have the power to overrule? I guess I, they, I really don't know. I, I don't know. I, do, the refs, do the refs have the authority to overrule? I guess they say, oh, it didn't look, you know, it doesn't look good. But he's like, well, because here's the thing. You know, you can probably get a doctor's note for pretty much anything, you know. But, you know, if, if you got a doctor's note, have the trainer look at it, and if, I don't know, it was... Come on, man! If you got a doctor's note, if you got everything, if you got everything, you've done everything right, and you're saying that he's not going to be able to wrestle because uh, a ref is overruling this. Now, maybe I'm talking out my ass. Like I said, I'm only talking about what I've heard. You know, you know, things get around in the gym. But bottom line is, if this, if what I heard is true, it's bullcrap. Because if it's ringworm, who, dude. I probably have. I got ringworm somewhere on my body right now. I'm sure. And he flew all the way out <laughs> to California. To wrestle in this tournament, and Neville's my understanding is is that he really doesn't wrestle a lot of national right. competition. So this was like a big test for him. I mean, this would have really like validated the the amazing career that he's already had in the state of California um, because he's never lost a match. He's a heavyweight, three time state champ, looking for his fourth. Um, so this would have really like. T- to wrestle a guy like Colton Schultz, he who, beats Colton Schultz. His like, you know, his high school legacies. Yeah, you, you've, yeah, you've you've cemented yourself as like one of the all time greats in California. Yeah, absolutely. To be truthfully honest, you know. Um, but no, it's it's unfortunate that he didn't get to wrestle. You know, as a fan, I was bummed. Um, you know, I guess somebody had the authority to make the call. You know, I guess it was the right call. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I would like to see him wrestle Colton Schultz. I really like Colton Schultz. He uh, <laughs> ten and forty eight. Pin in twenty eight, decision ten to three, close one against uh, the dude from Wadsworth five to three, and then fall in the first period um, <laughs> in the finals. He just, uh, you know, he he's known kind of he's a Greco cadet Greco champ, I believe. Um, it's either cadet or juniors, but I know he's a Greco champ. He was on the world team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's the champ, um, a world champ. Oh, I didn't realize you were saying world. Oh champ. yeah, yeah, world champ. Yeah, and um, the champ. The champ. <laughs> the champ is here. The sectional champ. The JV champ. What are we talking about? But he, um, he really just, uh, I think he's going to translate really well. He, no, he lost in the finals last year, I think, at 220 to, um, uh, to uh, who's the heavyweight that's wrestling for Ohio State right now? Not Kyle Singletary. Snyder. Yeah, Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Schultz, he, he really is, he's good at putting himself in positions um, to be able to score for a heavyweight, right? Because heavyweights just can't. Unless you're Carl Snyder, you're not always just shooting those singles. But he's really good at working into positions to score. Uh, I was impressed with Schultz. Would have loved to have seen him wrestle Neville's. Um, that's pretty much all I paid attention to for heavyweight. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you, man. Um, so, look, obviously, Blair Academy ran away with the team title. You know, they're obviously the best the best team in the country, um, which they are in, in a lot of years. You can tell they're – their kids are extremely dedicated. They're very disciplined. Um, obviously, you have to be off the mat to, to even attend a school like Blair Academy. But the way they wrestle, I really paid attention this weekend to how a lot of their kids wrestle. Um, very calm and disciplined on the mat. And it was – I didn't see too many situations with a Blair wrestler where maybe they were in a in a situation of um, that wasn't – really advantageous to them, but I didn't see a lot of panic either. Um, and it just kind of goes to show to the type of kids they are and how they're coached. But I want to say Graham was the runner up this year. Right. And even though Graham was the runner up and I, you know, they've won this tournament in years past, yep. correct? Um, even though they were the runner up, the way I saw Graham wrestle this weekend, it was probably some of the best I've seen them wrestle in a long time. In my own, in my own opinion. Yeah, I think they had some guys that, you know, 
they had some guys, you know, just like a, a Jordan Craze, for example. Um, There's some other ones, if we, you know, we could run time to run through all the brackets. They really um, exceeded the expectations, I think, of not only their seeds, but also, of, you know, well, I mean, they just wrestled. They wrestled really well. They wrestled with a purpose. Absolutely. With the exception of Mitch Moore. I mean, look, you mentioned Jordan Craze. J.D. Stickley, right. wrestled, Stickley wrestled out of his mind. Um, Ryan Thomas, champ at 160. Um, yeah. Rocky Jordan, about Rocky yeah, Jordan you know, uh, really battled through some tough matches to win the 170-pound bracket. Um, they looked really good this weekend. I, I was really impressed with them. I heard a rumor on Yappy. Um, it's a it's a message board, end state message board. That um, so there is a new rule. You still getting on Yappy? Yeah. Are you yeah. Turkey Seven? You still using the Turkey Seven? I'm not using Turkey Seven anymore. <laughs> There's a new rule that um, for the state duels, not for the state tournament, a team can pick their division, and the Graham pick to go D1. Really? So we're gonna see Ed, Ed's Graham. You need to confirm that. We got to find out if that's true. Now, or I not. know for a fact that it, I don't know for a fact. I know for a fact that people said that on Yappy. I don't know if it starts this year or next year. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna, they're gonna duel Ed's then twice a year. Woo. That's awesome. I mean, I think this year, look, I think their team is obviously better than Ed's. Well, yeah, for I mean, sure. So, I mean, but good for them for going up to Division One to do it, if that's the case. Although, my favorite wrestler from the tournament was from St. Ed's. Who's that? Oh, I got You going to the 95-pounder? Yeah. With cardio for days. Oh, what is his name? Hold on, hold on. It starts with Howard. Name. Howard, that's it. What's his first name? Uh, I don't have a first name. I sat by his mom in the finals. She couldn't watch the match. She just buried her head in her scarf the entire time. You know, he took down Michael Beard. Yeah, well, what the heck was his name? Uh, Cody Howard. Cody, Cody Howard. Cody Howard, that's right. Dude, he had a gas tank for days like he's I've a, never seen at 195 He's a lunatic. Pounds. And it was almost like he didn't even... It was like he didn't even realize how tired he was. <laughs> he's a you know, lunatic. Like, like, I'm watching him. I'm like, I want to pass out right now watching you wrestle. And he was in some high-scoring matches. If you look at it, he had a tech fall... In the second round, 26 to 11. That was actually in the quarters. No, I'm sorry. That was the second round. Um, in the quarters, 11 to 9. In the semis, 13 to 6. So, I mean, he was in some battles, and he took Michael Beard 12 down. to 7 in the finals. He didn't make the finals. For third and fourth. Sorry. Oh, okay. For third and fourth. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, and I tell you what, classy kid. So, he was sitting. Um, his, I, I was sitting somehow. I was sitting next to St. Ed's people. Um, for the finals, and he was sitting up there with his mom for a while before he went down to wrestle. Just, uh, I, I talked to him very briefly. Just a really nice, really classy kid. You know, thank you, sir, because I was telling him that I was really impressed with watching him. You know, you know, it, it just, I like that kid, man. I think he's, I think he could be a good wrestler on the next level. Oh, you think so? Huh? I really do, man. He's got the cardio for it. That's for sure. He's got a gas tank for he's days. He's got good shots for a big guy. And it was funny. You mentioned that, like, he, how polite and respectful he is. After every match where he won, he would walk up to the other coaches to shake their hands, and when he shook their hands, he would bow. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that. Like, thank you. I think, thank he's, you. I think he's just a very kind kid. And, um, and that's what I wanted to say about the Blair kids, too. Win or lose, I saw all of them shake, shake the other coaches' hands. Um, oh, for sure. That's, some people don't do that. That's respectful. You like that, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's something. I was kind of a dick, so I like that people are actually respectful. It's nice. <laughs> All right, before we wrap up this Iron Man talk, um, favorite match? Oh, man. You caught me off guard, but I probably have to go uh, uh, Mainville versus uh, um, Vasquez. Vasquez, yeah. Oh, really that's, that it. was a great one. I, I just think. I. You know, you just got two guys that are ranked high in the country wrestling each other in the quarters. And I think because it was in the quarters made, made it even more exciting um, to me. And, and I can't just pick, <laughs> pick, pick Shoegate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was probably one of my favorites yeah. as well. Um, Vasquez and Manville was awesome. The other one I really liked was the Bartlett Decatur match. That was a phenomenal match. Um, and if you were going to choose your Outstanding Wrestler Award, who, who would you have given it to? Uh, Box, Hardy, or, uh, Box Elder, uh, Hardy from Box Elder. Brock Hardy? Brock Hardy from Box okay. Elder, yeah. Good choice. He I, he's gonna he is go, he's going on a mission a Mormon mission is he really yeah for two years and then he's going to Nebraska and I'm telling you right now wow that, is he really yeah that dude is gonna be that dude is gonna be something in college he's going the Matt Brown route yeah. huh the way he wrestles be about 26 years old when he's a senior <laughs> maybe but the way he wrestles he's going he, maybe he's my outstanding wrestler oh I picked him that's that. what you just picked I, I'm sorry I was thinking Stickley or him. Um, I think he's going to have some real good some success in college. Nice, nice. I'd probably go Stickley if I was picking one. I think J.D. Stickley had a hell of a tournament coming uh, from, I think he was the seven seed, right? That's right. As the seven seed coming through and winning that weight class. So um, so awesome. So listen, that's all I got for Iron Man. You got anything else? I got nothing else from Iron Man, man, except for 
that's an awesome tournament. It's a great tournament. Can't wait to be back next year. Um, it was actually uh, it was actually nice to get to talk some high school wrestling. You know, in this uh, in the uh, it's kind of like the dog days of uh, of college wrestling right now. It's a little little slow during this time of the year in December, um, but we'll be back at it next week with some college wrestling talk for sure. Oh yeah, man, I agree. It was it was a uh, you know <laughs> I certainly don't know as much about high school wrestling as uh, as college, but it's it, it's it's neat because like you said, you hear these names and to go out and actually see them wrestle and see the future. Uh, it's it's neat. Nice. Um, I do want to say I had the pleasure of meeting the uh, the creator of the PA Power website, Jeffrey. I think it's Jeffrey Upson. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really nice guy, man. I'm glad glad got to meet him. He's doing some actually. He's doing some really good things with that website. Um, I and I give major props to in, anyone that that can follow and keep track of high school wrestling like some of those guys do, oh, him man. included, especially with all the rankings. I mean, there's just so many of them. But that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to touch on today? I got nothing, man. All right. Well, that was episode number 46 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.